Welcome to JV Reads the Tea. The T stands for tarot, honey. I'm JV Hampton Van Sant. Each week I am joined by a guest and I read their tarot cards. I use the Wild Unknown deck and the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit decks by Kim Kranz to dive deep with a special six card reading. And of course we go on usually pretty related tangents. So grab your wand, light a candle, and let's spill that tea, honey. How in the hell do I intro this show? Oh, Lord. Um. <laughs> oh, I remember. Here we are. It hasn't been two months. Whatever. Um, <laughs> what is up, witches and bitches? Welcome back to JV Reads the Tea. Oh, I did actually fuck that up because it's supposed to be welcome back, good witches and bad bitches. That's what it is. There it is. <laughs> there we are. Oh, man. Well, dear lovely listeners, um, thank you guys so much for tuning back in. You are tuning in right now to the final episode of JV Reads the Tea. Um, this is, we'll discuss this later. It's fine. But um, thank you guys so much for listening just in general. And today, our guest is the fabulous, the wonderful, the incomparable Alex Steed. Oh my God. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually, I'm researching, we were just talking beforehand about, um, about what we're working on and i'm researching this long episode about a, a quote famous witch in mm -hmm. uh in uh, tennessee and it, you know i'm excited about doing that so that's so you know chalk that up to the witches and bitches section <laughs> i love it that is exciting oh my god i i've been <laughs> i've honestly been thinking about um well partially because this came up on twitter the other day with the um with that that clip that goes around that like one screenshot of um that one book that has the and it has the header like charm spells and incantations or something like that and on mm. the page it says you can entice a woman by giving her a piece of cheese <laughs> or something like wild like that it is <laughs> <laughs> It is a Indeed. book from the 70s. You can rent it on archive.org. And I have, and I found that page. It is, I believe, page 92. It is hilarious to me. Um, it is so funny. Um, but uh, anyway, highly recommend anybody who uh, is curious, go look at that book because it is buck wild, real fun. Absolutely love it. Um, but overall, like looking at, I don't, well, I mean, tis the season really to be looking at like historical witches from anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is like this is one of those. So this is a witch. It's called the Bell Witch. And so I've, I have two <gasps> podcasts. I have one called uh, Nashville Demystified, which is uh, coming back, and I have this other one called You Are Good, which I host with uh, Sarah Marshall. You have been on that show. Sarah yes. has been on your show. Um, yes. And and uh, and yeah. So I'm reading about the Bell Witch, and the Bell Witch is a um, I think I think it's you. You got giddy when I said the Bell Witch. So I'm curious about what your response is there. I I know that I have heard. I know that I have heard of the Bell Witch. I but I'm also I also it also just occurred to me that I did have a reaction to two things. One, which is I know that I have heard this story. I know that I have. Hmm. I 
do not remember anything about it. But the other thing that I remember is who put Bell in the witch elm, which for some reason, those two things got crossed in my brain, despite them having nothing to do with my each goodness. other. Um, well, the, the Bell witch, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure, is like is a, is not an actual witch. And it was mm. a story to prove how Christian the writer of the story was. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. It's like, cause like, the, I feel like this, the supernatural, the quote supernatural happens and like it, it, it occurs, it is existing, right? It, it exists, right? But there are, se- there are many different ways it exists. And one of the ways that it exists is there are supernatural people who are called Christians and they, in order to, to prove their existence and prove their sort of their um, realness, they invent a, a story about another supernatural <laughs> and, and and there is the supernatural there's like it's not to say one negates the other it's to mm-hmm. say that often like the way that we create the way that we access the supernatural is through story and through yeah. that narrative we create whatever so anyway this this was a story written in the in the 1870s about a witch from the 1817 18 mm. and uh it, it's hilarious because the witch is an asshole the witch, um, the witch gets the witch goes to church and gets really into the Bible. And this is funny because, like, it's like, it's like there's no there's no history of this witch that used to go to church, right? Like, but like everyone, but it's like a ghost witch. It's not like a it's not like a witch. It's not like you, right? Yeah, it's like a ghost witch oh. who goes to church. And you think everyone remembered the ghost witch that went to church, and no one remembers. And and it. <laughs> So the problem is it gets really into the Bible and it, it calls this reverend, it calls this religious scholar that it really likes a uh, sugar, sugar mouth. Sugar mouth. Oh, it's like, oh, sugar mouth. Cause it says, cause it speaks the sweet, the sweet words of the Lord. Oh. And, 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 okay. she, and one time she goes to two, she goes to two, uh, she goes to two church like sermons at once. It, I don't, we don't know. We don't know the gender of this witch, but, it, it, they go to two sermons at once and their brain gets scrambled and they fall out of love with the Lord and they start going to a bar and then fucking with people. I... <laughs> well, I mean, iconic first and foremost. And, and every, like, and every, like, and there's, like, you know, there's all, like, there's a special on TV, like, once a year, like, a new kind of whatever, some ghost hunter thing or whatever, and they go... And they and it's all copy and pasting of the last time the Bell Witch story was told, but no one's like read this book, <laughs> which is the most interesting thing about the witch. Like mm. the fact that it's like a beer drinking and it like screws with a kid, it screws with a kid who falls in love with it. Like there's a 12 year old girl who falls. I mean, she doesn't fall in love. She's groomed by her teacher. Ooh. All of these things. Are incredible parts of the story, but they're like the witch is real. It's like that's not the interesting part. <laughs> it's like this is the part of this whole thing that is the least exciting. Yeah, like yeah, the witch is the least interesting part. <laughs> kind of like how okay, um, the story <laughs> that one story, uh, that again, just due to time of year has come up a whole bunch, but um, the story of Ichabod Crane and the headless horseman, mm. um, <laughs> honestly. Fuck the headless horseman. The headless the headless horseman is not that interesting in this story. Very, no. very not at all interesting. What is interesting is everything else surrounding this mm-hmm. weird little story, which is why, like, I, I mean, that one adaptation. Oh boy, um, 
I think I had Johnny Depp in it. Was it Sleepy Hollow? Oh yeah, that's, Sleepy Hollow. That's yeah. the one. Um, that one adaptation I thought was honestly pretty good. Um, mm. Even though it did like actually make the Headless Horseman like a person that was there, the interest, it is more interesting when, oh yeah, no, the Headless Horseman absolutely does not actually exist. Like just doesn't, right. like doesn't exist. Was a dude who was trying to scare off a nerd. That was br- that, the whole story. Oh. <laughs> nerd likes this girl. However, this one weird jock just does is not is not a fan of this, so runs that dude out of town. Done. End of story. Yeah, that is that's, kind of the, that's kind of the story. That's kind of the story here. Is like this girl is there's a guy who's into this girl, and no one likes the guy, mm. and and it's and like the witch, the witch hates everybody. Though it's so funny, like the witch is an asshole about everybody, but the mom, and you're kind of like, well, is it the mom? <laughs> I mean, she's like, I mean. She's basically just like everyone's terrible, but Lucy is great. By the way, I love Lucy. Lucy is fantastic. And you're like, wait a second, is Lucy the witch? I don't know. The only one of y'all that's good with God is that one right there, who is not in this room right now. Why yeah. is she, don't ask questions about why she's not in this room right now? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I you also that, realize, you realize, like in eighteen seventeen, you could get away with a whole lot because it was dark all the time. So you oh could yeah, just, <laughs> oh just, yeah, like, creep up on somebody and you were it was a witch. Who knows? Oh That's man, weird. oh I mean, that it's wild to me. Like thinking honestly, mythologically, of like how many mythological beings are simply um, the anxieties that dudes had at a very specific time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like the idea the i the current modern mythology of what a mermaid is is functionally just um <laughs> a bunch of people got real horny at sea um mm-hmm. and got real anxious about how horny they were at the high on the high seas yep. and assumed that this thing that didn't exist was going to sink their ship because why like a <laughs> that's the fun the fun part of that for me is always but why would they sink your ship though think about that think about that for two seconds they have no reason it's like it's perfect that the assumption is that it's like my desire is going to kill me right like Mm -hmm. that's like that's the whole that's everything like that's like the that's that's the motivating underlying piece of every story ever is my desire is going to kill me and like how how am i going to survive Absolutely. And also a weird element of shifting the blame of when that happens, too. Like, because, because right. again, in like, e- even in like portrayals of, well, I, I would say more modern portrayals, because like, extremely recent portrayals, like, I, I love the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I am on record having said that. And I cool. know that that is a thing that a lot of people disagree with me on. I And I understand why. I Structurally, yes, it is not a great film. However, it had mermaids and those mermaids were fantastic. They were, great. I loved them. But also they were absolutely like definitively monstrous. And like, that was mm-hmm. like that. But I thought when I, when I saw that, I was like, actually, I find that one really cool. And two, um, like it felt like they had a reason that they were doing it. Like they were they were protecting something, and it made sense that they did it rather than like in most myths, which is like, oh yeah, no, they're gonna get hit on by this weird dude on the ocean, and like, and because of that, they're just gonna sink the boat 
because sure and uh, and everybody aboard the boat is going to die because of this unless like like and just it's i don't know it's weird it's weird because like at the end of the day they weren't doing anything if they did exist they weren't doing anything they didn't have they weren't like they, all they were doing at best was sitting on a rock and sun tanning and honestly I vibe with that. That sounds like a great totally. fucking time, especially when we're like just turning the corner into like, well, I guess we've been in fall, I suppose, for like a, a minute now. But like, I don't know. It feels like now fall is just kicking in. So the concept of sunbathing on a beach feels real good right now. Like just, mm, in the middle of pumpkin spice season, it always feels like I wish it was a few months earlier. Um, <laughs> even though I love this season, it's my favorite time of year. Uh, it's just everything about this is always is just such a good, good time overall. But that one little, I don't know, it's a whole thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> I find that to be, I just find that always to be really interesting when it comes to like mythology, because there are just those little, those there. it's the part of mythology that is like, that had a purpose and was like that did something like yeah. in just like the storytelling, but with a point, like, so that point was, Hey, maybe control yourself and don't jump into the ocean because you thought you saw a naked woman, <laughs> right. which I mean, general good advice just right. generally, totally. but also yeah. like, yeah, just mythology because... is like, it's like, it's like, it just, yeah. it's, there's a, there is a mm -hmm. reminder about how to be exactly. You know? and, a functional reminder about how to be and, and often it's um useful and sometimes it's weird That's yeah <laughs> yeah and i i do love weird mythology i do appreciate that there is like that there that one of my favorite egyptian myths is literally just um well there are two one is uh reading this one book will cause you to be hunted by the gods until you are dead just love what that exactly one book it doesn't matter how much of it you read even if it's one page you'll be hunted by the gods until you die i honestly <laughs> that's then why then why put it on this plane if you have access to all the others and you clearly made this okay but fine i guess sure um and the other is uh that there was <laughs> that there was a cat lady who got real mad and started killing everybody. Um, and the only way to stop her was beer. Um, that's great. <laughs> that's we can the, relate. Right? On it, honestly, when I'm on a warpath, the only thing that will stop me is like a really just good glass of mead. Um, yeah, <laughs> just so nice. a, yeah, which occurs to me, I need to clean this room. There are like four bottles of mead in here. But anyway, um... <laughs> Oh god, but um I I feel like this is a good moment to pivot to the cards. It was less natural than I thought it might be, but here we are anyway. How um, would we get to natural at this point? It's fine. Right? Exactly. <laughs> we are firmly in the realm of supernatural and continuing the the whole supernatural vibe. The cards. It. So your first card is one that um that is as you can tell very very dark and slightly ominous and has a lot of that's honestly, the card mm -hmm. is that the i'm looking at the card right yes. now yes you oh, are wow. it yeah. looks like it's a scene from the blair witch project it does doesn't it oh i love it um this is the ten of wands this is um the ten of wands is one that, that i mentioned in the little pre-bit that is, is one that appears a lot during the uh 
that has appeared a lot during the course of the pandemic. And that will make mm. full sense when I read the description of this card. Um, <laughs> and this is in the past position. So the Ten of Wands, Burdens, Blockage, and Difficulty. The Ten of Wands is a difficult card to face. Mental or physical burdens have been weighing on your spirit. Over time, this leads to hopelessness and depression. You simply can't get through to what you want. You cannot see the way. If this card appears in response to a person or a situation, it may be best to simply walk away. But <sighs> if this card comes up frequently, it indicates you are attracted to negativity. You choose the sorry, you choose to walk the hard road. Mm. So um this card <laughs> is in the past position. So presumably this is a situation that um that well <laughs> this is a situation that happened in the past. Yes, JV, that's what past position means. <laughs> My God. Uh but anyway, but, but presumably this is um this is a situation that if not is over has at least been dealt with to a degree that it is firmly in the past even if it is still informing things that are happening now oh sure that's perfect that's exactly right on the nose the, yeah. so i don't want to i don't want to give away specifics um mm -hmm. i don't imagine i don't imagine anyone involved <laughs> is gonna is gonna be like oh alex is on uh, a terror <laughs> podcast let me find out if this is about me but um <laughs> honestly <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't know you don't know, but I I have I have, I had recently heard uh, from people from my past who are not necessarily in my life anymore. Uh, who, um, you know, I think I think brought like I think in situations where for a long time I thought the other people in my life my life life at that time were one hundred percent responsible for being the fuckers. Mm. Uh, they made clearly compelling cases that i too had responsibility in that and yeah. and um that would and it was interesting because the message that i got i think uh uh this is a couple of months ago the message i got was um in response in response to me sort of like having to have been in touch with uh, uh this person some people around around these people uh and and i think and you know, I, I don't think it was like planned, but it certainly the message was um um made me put a lot of stuff into like a different perspective and think about going like, oh, you know what, like all this stuff, there's a number of occasions I think that this is this is um sort of instrumental in growing up in one way or another, you know, <laughs> making progress in growing yeah. up. I'm almost 40. But um it, you know, you you increasingly, I at least in my situation, increasingly realized that like a lot of the things that I was unequivocally not a fucker in, I was partially a fucker in, and you kind gotcha. of realize and embrace that. And um, mm -hmm. and and I again, I think the message was kind of like, I don't like that I have to deal with you right now. I'm going to say some some harmful stuff. It's going to be important for me to say it, and that's the, 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 in the, from the person's perspective. Yeah. Um, but it was extraordinarily helpful too for me because I started to reassess and go like, oh, all these a lot of situations in which I thought, you know, people had wronged me or slighted me. Mm -hmm. um, um, I should reassess like what was my role in that, 
And, mm. you know, in a number of those circumstances, I came out um, feeling fine about how things turned out. Right. And mm. in a number of other circumstances, I was like, you know what? I own, I own that. I didn't, I, you know, I was coming from a sloppy mental health place for sure. And I could have been uh, better about conveying where I was at and I should reach back out and, um, or at the very least, uh, uh, not be a person who is very, who only connects with people largely out of convenience, which is the thing that I've been trying to, to round mm -hmm. out a bit. So that's, that's a, I mean, that's like an on, as on the nose card as I can possibly <laughs> imagine. Mm -hmm. um, um, and for reasons, and for, you know, like I, I might, yeah. I don't know how I ended up with this, with this, uh, uh, point of view or perspective, but like, um, I'm, I'm grateful, like, I'm grateful for what I, ha what I encounter even in the negative, because like it informs trying to be, you know, trying to reform behavior. And that's, uh, that's, that's certainly something that, uh, uh, helped me get to that place in the past couple of months. Totally. Totally. I've had, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> oh boy. So I was driving in the car with my mom the other day and she was like, um, feeling stuffy and I'm realizing now, Ooh, girl, I shouldn't have driven with my mom. Damn. Uh, yeah, she gave me the stuffy. <laughs> uh, so I apologize <laughs> listeners. If I clear my throat a whole bunch during this, um, I apologize, <laughs> but that might, might just wind up happening. But no, I am. Um, this card is, is an interesting one. I, similarly in the past few months have had these moments of like of those like those you know those retrospective moments of like oh let me look at let me look at how this thing played out and double check and because like um there have been like i think three times in my life where i have fully lost an entire social group like just mm -hmm. like just fully gone um but every every time that it happens there's like, um, there are moments wherein I'm like, okay, was this my fault? Yep. <laughs> and the answer is, um, to at least, to at least two of them, I can honestly say yes. Yes. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. They, a large, a large portion of this was me, um, not controlling myself in a way that like I should have, or me mm -hmm. indulging in behaviors that were harmful. I, for whatever reason um i for whatever reason i did those then which if i were to think about and be honest with myself now i know why i did them doesn't make it any better that it happened um but like totally. looking at those moments i'm like ah yes this is i know why this happened and i understand why that happened and i own that i have yeah. that i did this thing and that it was a mistake to have done this thing um not like it was a mistake to do this thing. Not so much doing the thing was a mistake. The, like I, I didn't make a mistake. I opted to do a thing. Doing that thing was still a mistake, but yeah. just generally, globally, a mistake. Sort just overall, it was a mistake in judgment, and I should not have chosen to do that more than I. Yeah, very, yeah. very understand. Very, I mean, yeah. I think like. And I think a thing too, especially if you have, if you have like precarious mental health things, or if you have a precarious, like, um, up in, bringing background, like I, so much of my behavior is formed from having been raised in a codependent, like very turbulent household mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And by no means is it, is it a fully a matter of like blaming that, but like, it's certainly a source of a lot of things. 
And if you come mm-hmm. from that, you end up gravitating, and this is not a bad thing necessarily, but you end up gravitating towards a number of other fucked up people. And mm-hmm. often, often your fallings out are, and so, so like from from a mess, from the message I got, I don't own 100% of the things that were said in there, oh, yeah, but I own no, enough no. of them to go like, to go, mm, I should, I should like look into this. And I think like, I think sometimes the falling out is, you only had a window of sustainability in time with those people before it just turned into the end of Reservoir Dogs. You know, like before oh, yeah. it just turned into like, <laughs> like a, you know, a, like a Mexican standoff with everyone having a country. Yep. And then it just had to fall apart because <laughs> you're a bunch of fucking weirdos <laughs> and friends with each other. Like it's not, a, yeah. it's not a firm ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh, as God. you grow, either you outgrow the situation or the group outgrows each other. And, yeah. and actually, I will say for all those times, I do wish I handled them differently in a lot of ways, but I don't, I don't mourn necessarily the like everyone growing out of each other because we needed that to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Growth is always growth is always good. Growth is always necessary. Moving forward is always good and always necessary. Processing processing the past is always going to be a thing that we have to do on a constant Mm -hmm. basis on a constant rolling basis um and our understandings as we grow older and like learn new things and learn about like ourselves more are going to present us with like oh yeah oh new perspective alert ah shit (laughs) ah shit i fucked that up royally um and owning when we owning when we have those moments i think is always a always a really important thing so i can honestly say i think it is good that i think it's good that you had that moment and that you recognize that however we're going to talk about the present now and um, oh no oh god so this one though here's the here's the tea these two cards are very similar um but this one even in just the imagery on the card itself feels worse. Um, (laughs) It is the Ten of Swords. Um, So this feels, just visually looking at this card, it's a bad time, right? Like it's... (laughs) Um, at, for the listeners, y'all, y'all, I know have seen this one because I know I've posted an image of this one before. Um, but it's the one where there is a, what I can only imagine is a bison, um, stabbed with ten swords and one going straight through its head through its eyes. Um, it's having a bummer of a time, really. Yeah. So this is not fun. This this one right here, not a fun time. Uh, but it's um, <laughs> the ten of swords. Uh. Stands for ruin, rock bottom, and melodrama. So, oh jeez, yeah. Here we are. Um, <laughs> so when the ten of swords appears, you finally hit rock bottom. You've let others walk all over you while you play the victim. Is it possible that you love the backstabbing and drama too much to move forward without it? If not for drama, what would you focus on? It's time to find out. Hmm. So, honestly, high key tied to the last one a little bit. Um, like yeah. very much tied to the last one. I think they honestly do kind of go hand in hand in those realizations. Um, particularly the latter half of the previous card. Um, mm-hmm. it's basically that just 
longer, um, sure. <laughs> longer and larger. Um, so I suppose the word present is a little bit dubious because this is, I would honestly categorize the present as more either, either it is fully in the moment right now, or it is recent past, like extremely mm. recent past. Um, so yeah, to make of that what you will. But, yeah, I um, don't know. I mean, I, outside of just feeling like that, the, all the stuff I just described is still like in my immediate consciousness. Like I, mm-hmm. I like it's not as in the past as it is because like a, whatever the exchanges, the exchanges mm-hmm. happened in, in, in the past, like it's still very much informing my uh, takes. And, and I and I do feel like I mean, I feel like um. I don't know. Like I'm a, I feel like I'm a person who, you know, for, through through both like mental health and just like you know cosmological health, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a person who goes through like cycles, and yeah. and I feel like I am at the very, very, very end of who I have been for the past couple of years, and I'm starting to be whatever I'm entering for the next couple of years, and mm-hmm. and I think like a huge piece of that ending where like a bunch of like natural sort of, you know, I was just being stuck in the pandemic and then like have since moved to Nashville, which is, which is moved back to Nashville, which is great. And I feel like I'm starting a new life here, but it like, I spent a lot of time figuring out who I have been and who I want to be. And it feels like an extraordinarily transitional time. And it does feel like the death, of you know it's not a rock bottom um but it does feel like a death of who i just was for a while yeah totally totally i always categorize when it says rock bottom here i think darkest hour um more than anything else like the 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 darkest hour meaning the occasionally meaning the end of a thing well also they're Mm. also just given the position uh, well not just the position in this spread, but the position of this card in terms of the, uh, in terms of the numbers one through 10, um, as one, as one sort of experiences in tarot, like when any of the tens always have something to do with completion, um, Mm. and the wrapping up of something. So that is always an aspect of this. It is usually, ah, right. We've hit the end of a thing. Um, yeah. And yeah. now that we've hit the end of this road, it's time to figure out what we're, what's like, what's the next thing we're going to do. And also what, how are we wrapping the last bit up and what are we taking from it? What are we leaving behind? All that lovely stuff. Um, there's always lessons that we can bring with us into the future. And that's, I think the, the main blessing of the past is always that is always the lessons that are um, the most impactful for us that can sort of move us forward. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't like, I, it's, it's a hard, like we're having a hard time. I think generally yeah. with everybody uh, social media period uh, is, is a hard part of it, but like mm-hmm. I, by no means do I want to sound like I'm forgiving the unforgivable in any way, but like, I think like we mm-hmm. show up with the tools we were given and I think like people's real evil or badness, not badness, but like whatever, like people's real shittiness Mm -hmm. comes from learning a lesson and acknowledging a lesson and not bringing it forward, particularly when it deals with like harming or being like a disruptive presence in other people's lives. Yeah. And, and I think like that is like, 
that's like the best we can do really because like you know like it's not like it's not like we were all born with the same sort of like like the same aptitude same decks same whatever like mm -hmm. but the best we can ever do is like in whenever we wrap a phase um we have to like learn whatever we can to be better like participants in this shared universe with each other and then carry that forward in one way or another and i think like always yeah. those lessons are hard and scary you know they're and and and, so, and that applies to ourselves too like that actually applies to ourselves before any anything or anybody else because usually we're the shittiest to ourselves you know? Oof. <laughs> Huge mood. So, yeah we gotta start we gotta start being cool to ourselves in order to carry that on to other people so yeah mm -hmm. i feel like in one way or another um every time we're at the like th there's the end of a cycle usually when we realize how we're going to grow and how we're going to apply that moving forward yeah yeah there always there always is that's the fun part of a cycle is that <laughs> is that you can reliably expect a part of that cycle to come around again absolutely does, yeah definitely and when it does you might be better prepared for it the second time around than you will the first hopefully. or at least honestly hopefully that's the case yeah. because i mean because <laughs> i yeah. mean damn if you haven't yeah. if you're not better equipped for it the second time then i mean <laughs> then there then the processing wasn't done and some stages were missed along that journey yeah. that's and the, i don't and i, and I really do. don't blame like i don't yeah. I, you know so much of our culture is built on avoidance like Oof. so much of our of our material culture is built on avoidance. It's built on like <laughs> doing literally anything you can not to learn from pain, but to cease pain or to divert pain. And Oof. and you know, it's not great. Like we see the results of that. It's not great, but like I I am often I'm often forgiving. I try to be at least to forgiving the people who keep fucking up because I'm like, I know, like I know that the entire profit motive of this structure is to get you to like pretend like it didn't happen and to just keep truck trucking forward you know what this is making me think of <laughs> oh god of course it is um so this is making me think of um of the uh sort of recent the recent discussions on um on you're wrong about about um the about the the youtuber drama um oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, it's, it's reminding me of name. them yes. a lot because like <laughs> oh boy if there's one thing that being on the end of public shaming will do it is immediately have you question anytime any public shaming occurs anywhere immediately yeah. immediately you will start to question why that's happening to that person not 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 the question of whether or not they deserve the backlash, but questioning whatever, like, why is this happening? Is it really that severe? Mm -hmm. Does it warrant an additional person saying a thing? The answer right. is always to that for me going to be a no. Right. Like, right, it's, yeah. always about you. it's always about the first, like, that's the thing about the witch thing, right? Mm -hmm. The witch story is not about the witch. It's about the narrator. Exactly. Like, that's what, all of this stuff i mean and it's not to say that there are that we're not that by way of having these kinds of responses or whatever isn't a matter of people 
coming together and trying to articulate norms and boundaries in ways that were not afforded in other in other arenas like that's the thing that's happening but often like the group response is about the individuals in the group (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) um and and i get and i get it a lot of the times i'm not saying that it's not Mm -hmm. always it's not always called there are times when it's like you got to be like hey like stop being in a a predatory fascist like they're absolutely yeah but there are also times when there are people who are just like um there are a lot of times when a response is about people feeling out where they're at yeah exactly yeah that i mm, i I won't cut this one because it's the final episode and I feel like being spicy. Um, one of the uh, the main situation in which I like, <laughs> in which I, again, owning the part of it that was me, said some shit that I didn't need to say. Again, mm-hmm. the thing that I, the thing that I note is now a thing that I'm like, ah, yes, I'm consciously now thinking about this and therefore am not going to say this, even if like, even if it, what I feel like is I have a hot take on a thing. I occasionally might not share it because it just doesn't warrant another person adding on to the to the uh like deluge of whatever's happening but like in that situation the the thing that was the most aggravating and the reason that I said something well partially was because it was a friend of mine who was being talked about but also because um it was so very clear that it wasn't just like a moral fuck up on the part of one person and everybody reacting to that one thing. Mm -hmm. It was everybody else who's had an associated with that version of trauma in any way. Right. And is there, and is therefore adding on to it with that, including myself. Like I will acknowledge that I was totally doing that same thing. Exactly. But when I was processing that, I was like, Oh damn it. That is, mm." this is the part that made that <laughs> this is the part that made this bad is one everybody was having a real bad time right. <laughs> that was pre-covid too which is the other fun part of that was like i wish i had exactly. covid to play for like the reason we were all collectively having a bad time but that specifically was just such a really bad moment for like for everybody and seeing just one or two words there that just set people off on like a separate thing mm-hmm. that had them assuming that they understood how the situation went down in the first place and, or and even for me assuming that i understood the whole situation when i didn't like just right. it was not great it was bad it was all mm-hmm. quite terrible but totally. um, like, and like with the immediacy mm-hmm. it's like why not like why not participate maybe this will exactly. fix me exactly exactly you know, it's not gonna fix your shit like it's not gonna fix your shit i guarantee it didn't make it for worse. sure didn't uh, <laughs> guaranteed it didn't fix them i do not think it helped me much at all um yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure didn't help me like at all um but like the, it didn't make I, my dad love me more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to open this door because my dog's crying to get in. <laughs> oh, totally. Okay. <laughs> Come on in, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Honestly, yeah, big mood. Also, hi, yeah. Wheezy. Hello. No, it's Wheezy. No, uh, she's stumbling about. <laughs> For the dear listeners, Wheezy has joined us. Um, yeah. If you Wheezy have not... Wheezy's... This is a pit bull that got hit by a pickup truck three weeks ago, and you'd have no idea now. Honestly, I have yeah. No idea like, you posted a happened. photo of Weezy the other day, and I was like, wait. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't understand it at all. I saw a dog. It's I saw the dog got hit by a truck. No, no joke. This is what happened. The dog got hit by a pickup truck. She got. She just got loose. Oh. She ran out another very busy road. Got hit at like forty miles per hour by a pickup truck. Oof. I the first person I called. This is how bad it was. The first person I called was the person who put down my dog the last time because she was too oh. old. Because I was like, "There's no way she's gonna live through the night, so oh. we should do it quickly." And uh, and that person was like, "You should go to the emergency vet. They can do it quicker right now." And so I went to the emergency vet, and they're like, oh. "Yeah, she's fine." They're like, "She's just gonna cost literally like so many thousands of dollars." But oh like, my she's god! Fine. Oh god! Oh, that's. <laughs> Like, she has a joker, gonna be she real has like a joker smile now. I did see. Gross, I did yeah. see that. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, it's kind of kind of dope. But if I there's <laughs> actually relating back to relating back to that trauma bit, one of the interesting decisions that I made um, was to, like over like after dealing with that and like part of the thing that that led to is me wrapping the first show that I had written and produced and whatever hmm. um, because I couldn't make the third season because suddenly everyone had dropped out of it um yeah whoops uh but <laughs> i opted to like get that logo tattooed on my body um <laughs> as a as a mm, the timing of this was wild because it was the day that massachusetts locked down that was the day that it happened um, oh wow so i'm sitting wow. in the chair and i see a little alert it's like yep everyone will be in their homes for the next two weeks that is what they said at the time yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> i was like oh well i mean i'm in a pretty safe environment right now this is a very sterile location <laughs> oh my god um I don't know. It was also my birthday, and I just felt like getting stabbed a whole bunch on my birthday. That's how yeah. I topped it. This Sometimes that's what you need, right? Honestly, need. honestly though, because that does release um, what well, I've I forgot the name of the chem dopamine, I believe. Yeah, yes. probably. I don't know. It releases sure something. I know it really does. Adrenaline yeah. is the thing that I know it for sure releases because I mean, yeah. you know, repeatedly being stabbed is just sort of gonna have you're gonna have an adrenaline rush. It's gonna happen. Um we'll and like in it, it I think it, it's either endorphins or dopamine. I'm not I science is not whatever. I I will own that I also did not pass that one that one science and psychology class, like that one neuropsychology, that was it. That was the one. I didn't pass that class because that teacher honestly um assigned too many pop quizzes. There was a pop quiz like every single session. And you would think we would have figured it out, but it did mm. I couldn't get a study group together because it was early in the morning. So I was like, I can't and as a dyslexic person, reading the thing the night before was just not going to work for me. So <laughs> study groups are my workaround and I couldn't set up a study group fast enough for that one. So I failed every single pop quiz. Not because I didn't oh know God. what the thing was, but because I was like, I can't do the reading, but we're going to talk about it today so i'm gonna get the concept but you're trying to figure out if i read the thing but i'm gonna grab the concept during the class this was pointless <laughs> i'm so bad about it but anyway um huh but anyway that got released i did it mainly to cap off my uh to cap off my 20s that was the main thing of like all right because mm -hmm. also it's um it's on my shoulder it's a it's the no, red wing no. blackbird yeah so um and the red wing blackbird sort of spiritually um represents apparently rebirth which makes a lot of sense because it's the the in the the scientific name is written above and below it the second one um the latin root of it is the same as phoenix 
So hmm. it makes sense that this bird that honestly, when you look at it, when it's flying, does low-key look like it's on fire, like right on the top of its shoulder. It's so beautiful. It's my favorite bird. Um, but um, So like, I, you know, transformation, rebirth, moving into a new era of mystery and wonder, new adventures, all that fun excitement. So I got that to just sort of cap the whole thing and like, you know, help me feel like I was ready to move on. Lo and behold, I'm still sore and bitter about a lot of shit that happened during that time period because of course I am. But like, it's not, but, but it's not going to, I'm not going to let it be the thing that prevents me from doing what I need to do and doing what makes me happy overall. And also yeah. it is a, great reminder to keep certain people out of my life in general who were involved in that whose um i don't want to say heel turn but kind of low-key heel turn was surprising um in the moment just those things anyway moving on from that to the next one uh to this next card which i think is actually okay so this one is this one's an interesting one now there, there are two reasons this card is interesting. As I hold up three fingers, whatever. I, my hands can't. One, the listeners can't, aren't aren't going to see that in general. But um, I like can't when I have like my middle finger up on this hand. Like I can't like properly bend that finger. I don't know. Hmm. It's a whole thing. Maybe there's a physiological reason that that happens. I don't know. I will never know because I'm <laughs> never going to look it up. Um, <laughs> but uh. There are two ways that this card can sort of appear and has been named across different decks that I've had. Well, there are three names, technically. Um, the first is the Sovereign of Wands, um, also known as the Queen of Wands, also known in this deck as the Mother of Wands. Now, the reason I wanted to state that it had three different names is so that we don't get hung up on the fact that this is a weirdly gendered card. Um, hmm. <laughs> I, sure. The Sovereign one is from a, uh, <clears throat> from a version of a deck that I have um, that, like, made all of them, uh, that made all of the cards genderless, which I appreciate rather a lot. Hmm. Um, but also for the sake of this potentially, possibly, this is in the concern position, um, the concern Great. or concern number one, <laughs> right? Um, but because it is a person type card, I figured I would read it with the gendered language that the card has on the off chance that sparks something. It might, sure. but it also might not. Let us not get hung up too much on the gender part of it. Anyway, there is a lovely snake. Um, and the background is sort of an orangey color and she is encircling a stick and an egg um a clutch of eggs actually uh three if i am guessing correctly based on how this is illustrated it's a little tough to tell yeah but i think there's three of them anyway all right so the mother of wands attractive domestic vibrant <clears throat> the mother of wands is a vibrant woman and happy mother Family comes first in her world. She's very protective of it and is the dominant parent in the home. Though proud and determined, she has enough grace and beauty that you'd hardly notice her forceful nature. Oftentimes, she has overcome great pain or trauma in her life. It's important not to get on her bad side. Oh, jeez. 
does this sound does this person sound familiar um no no Ooh. <laughs> i love that okay not not in my immediate not in my immediate i mean it sounds a lot like my wife but she's not a she's not a mother um so i don't well, know yeah the we, mother part we of not this literally yeah i mean the mother portion of this is not um the parent portion of this is not so much the like okay actually ah so um on if y'all if dear listeners if y'all haven't listened to you are good you should but important information for this um context is it used to be called um used to be wired called wire dads um and on there there is a question held over from that time period um of the who is the daddy now here's the mm -hmm. thing this person may or may not actually be a father of a human being um sure. <laughs> what the yep. What Why? the daddy in the situation is, um, and how we define that, is up to uh, is up to uh, the individual person. As you mentioned, I believe on a recent episode, sort of more revealing of how that of how the person who chooses that yeah. person and why they do it thinks. Um, and this is this operates sort of similarly there. So like, sure, it's uh, this card. The way this whole thing is written. In a regular deck, this would just be the queen. And mm -hmm. in no way in when it mentions the queen in a regular deck is it referring to somebody actually legitimately being a parent. Right. Like, it, it's a metaphorical parent, as it were. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's so interesting. I mean, like, that described, like, what you just described, mm -hmm. described so many of the characters in my life. Like, there's, mm -hmm. you know, that, like, someone who's, like, very you know, is a, is a creator in one way or another, is like very strongly kind of oriented towards family. You don't, you know, is very protective. You don't want to get on their bad side. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like you don't want to get on your bad side is the, is like a defining characteristic of all the people. <laughs> Honestly, it's Loki how I choose friends at this point. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I like, I like people who bring a, who bring a knife to a, you know, I mean, who bring who bring up whatever, who bring a knife to a fist fight? I know that that's not how the expression goes, but I like I like people who <laughs> get you know who get real. So, yeah, I mean, that can hold. It reminds of a lot of people for sure. Yeah, that makes. sense. I'm not quite sure who I should be concerned about in that circumstance, but I'm I'm hmm. I'm borderline concerned about everyone. Who I <laughs> that's fair. Um, <laughs> that's totally fair. I mean, I think. Um, I think also the thing that comes out from the thing that comes out to me from this is the is the protective part mm. um, is the protection aspect of this. The thing that's the um, the thing about this that that sticks out the most to me more than anything else is this person is protective. And and you like it's mm. <laughs> like they're they are very protective. It is their primary feature at this point, um, which sure. is a lovely thing and a a great thing. And there's a loyalty that's built in there. Um, and I think in the concept of family comes first in this case. I would honestly, ninety percent of the time, and with most people that I interact with, just in general, that family that the term family there is loose. Um, <laughs> is mm. a very loose concept overall. Um, I would imagine that that would probably could be something to do with a found family um just a regular old friend group even 
or just people that a person is extremely close to, right? Mm. Um, so this person could either... Be, now, because this position is sort of a nebulous one, um, <laughs> the position where this card is is nebulous at best. Um, it just sort of generally means there's this person, Loki. There's this person who is just sort of here or an energy that is just sort of here and we're not really sure what to do about it. And if this part is unclear, we can either continue, like I could I, I could potentially read how it is laid out in this little booklet as opposed to in the booklet that came with this. I think that might actually help. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, so the Sovereign of Wands in this deck, the Queen of Wands also, you know, um, in this deck indicates empowerment, confidence, and warmth. The Sovereign of Wands indicates an abundance of energy and multitasking, but you are definitely up for it and capable. You feed off the moment and are excited about all of the opportunities. <clears throat> you are most comfortable when creating. This card mm -hmm. signifies that good things are in the works. You may be finding that people are just drawn to you. The Sovereign of Wands has an energy that people want to be close to. You hold an important space in community and serve others well. However, do be mindful of your relationships. They should be balanced and easy. That's so funny. Like that that's you know, the um I just in therapy yesterday was talking about how excited I am to be in Nashville because like I know exactly like all the stuff I want to make and like the the and all the stuff I make is like my is my proxy relationship to the community, right? In one way or another. And like I'm very excited about that. But like the thing I was talking about having to be like cautious of is being like super intentional about what I'm making so that I'm not just, you know, I think it's like, it's really easy to get, it's really easy to be like, I made a thing and people are paying attention. And so it's good. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that like, that's the thing I'm trying to avoid is to go like, I want to make stuff that's like inherently good, whether or not it's getting attention. And like, that's like yeah. very much a thing I'm focusing on right now. Totally. Totally. Ooh, that makes so much sense. So, so that definition was super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So like, okay, <laughs> that what you just said actually made me think a lot about um a thing that I've like been, a thing that I've been thinking about rather a lot, which is I, I work for a show called Creepy, which I love. Mm -hmm. I love, I love them so much. Um, One, because they pay me a lot of money, but also, <laughs> but also because um it, they've helped me grow as a, as a narrator and like, uh, mm -hmm. as you know, just in that realm in general, which is a realm that, you know, kind of a career I'm building. So it's kind yeah. of important that I have a growth opportunity somewhere during that. Um, and in this last year and almost year and a half now, it's been a it's been a minute. Um, like I've had so much opportunity to like read all these amazing stories. But at the same time, most of the ones that I have read are not available for the public to listen to. They are um, behind a paywall, which is not inherently a problem until it comes time for me to like to say like, yes, no, I've worked on this thing a lot. You just haven't seen it 
because you haven't paid the money. But if you pay right, the right. money, you will be able to see it. So like my best stories, the first one that I, uh, that I loved, the absolute most, um, was about uh, this. Th it was about basically the birth and life of a Aztec god. Um hmm like from the perspective of being said Aztec God. Um, and honestly, loved it, was iconic, yeah. was the best thing I've ever done. It is behind a paywall and almost, sure. and like like people have heard it, but not enough people have heard it for me to be like, yes, haha, -ha, this is right. here. Look at my brilliance. Not that I necessarily want to be like, here, look at my brilliance. That is a little... That's a little much, um, just for well, no, me but it's in like general. The source, but like, like it's no. the source of a lot of conflict comes from from completing yeah. attention with love, and mm -hmm. I think that that's a and it, that's like a really, mm -hmm. you know, that's a thing to be careful of, and like that's a thing that I'm trying to be very conscious of is being oh, like, yeah. you know, um, you know, cr mm -hmm. create less from a place of, you know, I think like this is actually like the first time I'm comfortable with maybe suggesting to myself I'm an artist is that it's like because like to this point it's been a matter of just like making shit getting mm -hmm. attention right yeah. and and um mm -hmm. and i think i've made a lot of good stuff in the process of doing that but like this is the first time i'm like i'm this is a ripe opportunity in a lot of ways use it to use it to commit to a quality of work rather than just exclusively um, mm -hmm. um forming bonds and and uh creating community out of that totally yeah like makes like Initially, we do have to sort of make the like, yeah, we're making this thing. It's not the best thing, but you know what that will lead to? Totally. The opportunity yeah. to make something that is genuinely iconic. Um, and right. like, there's God, I mean, God bless the people who can who can jump right at the gate and make something incredible. Yep. Like, just from jump, do that. Um, and like hold that energy like all the way through. God bless them. I don't know how they do it. Um. I know I personally do not have the funding to do that, but um, like building that attention and building that audience is like is really helpful and building a community around that initial thing. And then from that, transferring them to another thing, which also is a fun, a fun thing I might low key be doing with this very show immediately post this episode haha -ha. um but anyway, I, I just yeah. i want to i want to give a heads up i gotta go in like 15 minutes oh I okay dinner sure for people. so gotcha. i just sorry i i didn't i wasn't no, clear about good. that up front <laughs> that is a-okay that is a-okay thank you for telling me that because we have uh three more cards to get to um so we will jump now into the next one and the next one is I like this one a lot. This one. This is, one looks yeah. a lot less intimidating than every card I've seen so far. Right. This one is very. This looks like Cat's Cradle. It does. I love this one. It's the Ten of Cups, and it is radiating energy. Um, so I don't know exactly if this is the, um, like I'm presuming this card is a positive one just generally. So this might mm. be a uh, a sig. Uh, like a suggestion i would say not so much a solution because the last one didn't really seem so much like a problem other than like um now come concern now is the time to focus on um creativity building community and um and building a safe community at that and how does one do that by radiating positive energy perhaps and herein lies the suggestion of this card of sure of radiating energy so the ten of cups overflows with positivity your goals are being realized and the excitement surrounding you is magnetic to others you may feel as though light 
or color radiates outward from you, almost like as if you're shining. Experience sensations like this with an open and joyful heart. Do not doubt this power. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's I've been trying building towards. That. <laughs> I feel like yeah, using that using that energy as a as a um a tool sounds cynical but like i i i try to lubricate every endeavor with some sense of like big energy and positivity absolutely and i think that that's like that that's served me very very well and i'm grateful that that i it was ever on the table uh to consider as an option yeah i agree i i will honestly say i think um one of the locations at which this comes through and i'm going to pivot this very nicely into also plugging uh your twitter account um which is <laughs> i find that that comes through a lot on twitter and like it i don't know a lot of your tweets make me smile and that's really just oh, all i, I wanted to it. say there Thank um, you. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah and it just it feels like on a on a hellscape of an app it brings me great joy um and I appreciate it. So that's one of the locations in which there's a lot of positive energy. And listeners, yeah. please go go follow Alex Feed. The links are in, as always, in the uh, in the show notes because I hook up them show notes. I know them that's show notes are good. Mm, <laughs> yes. Um, so looking towards the future, uh, this is also a good one. It might look a little. It, it, I don't think this one looks necessarily ominous, but like it it might it to be. some people. I could yeah. See it being but, yeah. yeah. Every one of these cards feels like the Blair Witch Project in some way, but like <laughs> um this one this one has the little stick figure in it, which is really interesting. Oh yeah. I, so I like it. This is the Ace of Pentacles. So this one is um Oh it's a pentacle, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> the ace of yeah. Yeah, it's um <laughs> it's I was uh, like, there's five things. It makes sense. Okay. It's in the well I'll hold it a little closer so you can see it, but there is a yeah. it's a tree. It is a it is yep. the the cross section of a tree so if you look in there you can see the tree rings but you can also see a sort of core right at the center there mm -hmm. um and that's like at the core of this card that's what that's a that that little thing at the center is what this whole thing is about so um the ace of pentacles prosperous beginnings Ooh, we love to hear it we love the sound of that um yeah in the center of even no, sorry in the center of even the giant redwood trees a tiny seedling once stood such is the energy of the ace of pentacles it's the seed that takes root grounding you for the future you're in the beginning phases of a prosperous venture stay grounded go outside and take time to appreciate nature you may also find a windfall of wealth headed your way. Hmm. I know what that's about, but I can't talk about it. Ah! <laughs> Again, we love to hear. It. Yeah, I know. Love I know what that, that one's about. Like, I, I, like, uh, I know what that one's about by way of some like work-related stuff. So that that's cool. Um, that's super um, great. And also, I know I that. Um, I know that. Uh, that. Uh, that Knack Factory is opening up a, a thing. I, I heard just heard that on the recent episode. Yeah, well, um, we're we're so I'm in I'm in Nashville. So I'm you know mm -hmm. I, my company Knack Factory had an office in Nashville when I was here before, and then mm -hmm. didn't because I went back to Maine, and then is about to again. So that's great. Like that's a there's mm -hmm. growth in the future, which is really nice. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I think that there's you know that there's uh, I think like it's I'm very much sort of facing by way of like work and professional development, like artistic development, like in a lot of ways, 
moving into this new phase is is all like a 100% growth phase and it's it's a thing that i have to you know you you it's like good to have an unencumbered enthusiasm about it but you should also be wise about you know having boundaries and parameters around uh what that looks like and so that's what i'm hearing there exactly that is exactly this card it is <laughs> i love this card so much it's actually one that i um that whenever it that whenever i see it particularly in this exact position which is why i'm God, I love it when it's in the future position. Like it's it's my favorite when it's there because it does mm. just mean like, hey, good things are coming up. Um, don't <laughs> good luck yeah. and don't fuck it up. Really, that's great. That's a great <laughs> advice. But like, good luck, don't fuck it up. But also, I mean, hey, like, have a good time and enjoy yourself and like be excited that good things are on the rise. Um, and I feel like that is. That is just simply a good a good vibe and a good energy overall. And it's speaking, great and important feedback. You know that's very important. Yeah. Everyone should say that in one way or another. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of good energy, so we have the final card here. Now, okay, to clarify something, also uh, in reference to in reference to the the Blair Witch Project aspect of this whole deck, this whole the whole. This deck has that vibe, but so does its sister deck, which is where this card is from. Oh, um, good. Yeah, so the deck that this whole thing was from was called the Wild Unknown Tarot. Um, I'll hold up the box here so you can sort of see the the logo there. Um, yeah, that's what it looks there like. It very pretty. Yep. I love it. Beautiful. But yeah, the illustrations of these all do have that that very specific vibe that I that I I haven't seen that movie, so I think that might be why I didn't make that connection. Sure despite like it being spooky season and me not like be, and me being the type of human being that I am but anyway um this is the sort of companion deck to it which is the wild unknown animal spirit now mm. i love this one this is a dragon's eye by the way just in case you were <laughs> wondering what this was supposed to be it is a dragon's eye um <laughs> because the there's a card in here that is called the dragon um so that's Excellent. fun that is not however the card that i drew for you um but I'm the the reason this <laughs> this is funny to me just because of that comparison previously, and then this card, lo and behold, is a lamb. Oh, um, I love it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh no, just a oh, lamb. No, not the Blair Witch Project, and yeah. there being a lamb. Wait a minute, no. Does any any time something vaguely demonic comes up, um, <laughs> not that the not that lambs are, but lambs always remind me of. Yeah, um, they usually show up with some shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> It might be, it might be their eyes. I'm gonna be honest. Their eyes, <laughs> their eyes are like real, it's a, a lot to like stare into the eyes of a lamb. Like it's yeah. just not a good time when you do that. You feel I feel personally deeply judged whenever I do that. Yeah. Um, also, I always feel like they're looking at me sideways. Hey, that's a fun little joke. Um, uh, <laughs> oh God, that is the most dad joke I've ever done. Um, wow. <laughs> Um, but the lamb, the, the lamb, so, okay, the way all of these sort of, the, this specific type of card works is that these are, um, like I mentioned before, this position is energy to carry forward. Um, mm -hmm. this is, the way they phrase these are personality types, um, as well as, like, just overall overarching energy of a person. But when I describe them, I call them um personalities that just feels like a better way to like explain it like a better sure. yeah 
So like a lamb personality is this type of thing, kind of a vibe. Anyway, so the lamb or lamb personalities represent peaceful, prof- or, or sorry, correction, are peaceful, prophetic, and patient. So the lamb is the bearer of an important message. Its context can only be heard when a deep level of quiet has been established. Lamb energy is the honest guidance you hear from an old friend, a young child, or sometimes a surprising stranger. Though the lamb's message may channel through another person, the wisdom resonates within you. It will repeat and reverberate until you listen. Approach Mm. this gentle creature with the utmost patience and reverence. Truth is a gift. Sit still, listen, and receive. When lamb personalities are in balance, there is a knowingness and a sense of inner peace. When out of balance, they can be timid, uh, quiet, and concerned. To bring them back into balance, meditation and active listening. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I love this card. <laughs> yeah. I, love I mean, I feel one. like it's it's like I don't know who specifically it is, but like I'm at such I'm like so tuned in right now to everyone and everything that I'm like mm-hmm. I'm listening. Like I feel oh, like yeah. that that's like a, another sort of defining part of this moment. It's like I'm I'm listening very much. Like yeah. that's my setting right now. I, that is such a that's a good place to be in. I think it's the best. I think it's the best place to be in overall. It's also one that I just recommend for people generally. Um. <laughs> totally. I, I like. I try. I increasingly try to incorporate it in my life all the time. But like, I'm mm-hmm. very much set. I'm like more so than ever set into that setting. Yeah. I think and I'll... I agree. Like, I think everyone should. Everyone could afford. Like, no one can afford to listen less. You know what I mean? Like everyone could afford to listen more until even if you're doing it all the time, you can hone how you're doing it. Exactly. And when we make that space to listen more, we also allow for there to be room for other people to say something if who haven't gotten a chance to yet. If there's one thing that I I know from just general group management, it is there is always going to be them people who talk a lot. And then there's going to be them people who are out there who don't get to say as much because maybe they're a little bit on the shy on the shy and mm-hmm. quiet side of everything but they have something so deeply profound and like mm-hmm. life changing that they're going to say and you just got to give them the space to do it and then when you give them yep. that space everyone benefits because they said yep. something amazing and it changed everyone's lives and then here we go always having something just be a little bit better because we listen That's exactly right yeah yeah uh, That's exactly right. This has been. Uh, thank you so much for being on. This, this. Thank you. This the final episode here um, of JV reads the tea. This I I'm so I'm so happy that I got to have you on before before I wrapped this show up. Um, this is <laughs> a delight. It's an honor to be uh, involved. It's an honor to be involved in your last one. Yeah. So, um, dear lovely listeners, I mean, I'm gonna keep the Twitter account open, and you can still reach me and whatever. Um, uh that's just so y'all are aware y'all can still find me i i've never i'm not going to like remove episode like there's just gonna be up like i don't know if you want to keep listening you can um i will say y'all stay subscribed because um i'm gonna i'm gonna, <laughs> like stay subscribed i will do a feed drop of whatever my next project is here so you can go and find that there 
um, whenever that winds up happening, whatever that winds up being, it, the feed drop will be here. So stay in, stay in tune with this feed. Also, who knows? There's more coming. There's more coming. Something's exactly. coming. Exactly. Who knows? In like a year, I might decide I want this show back and just restart the whole thing. So like, stay tuned. I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. But what I do know is that I want to ask you, Alex Steed, where would you like the people on the internet to find you? You can find me on Twitter at Alex Steed. You can find me on Instagram at Alex Steed. It's a little boring. You can find uh, the show um, You Are Good at You Are Good Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I have this other show. If you're in Nashville and you're curious about Nashville history, I have a show called Nashville Demystified. You can find me there. Yeah, excellent. I'm going to link all of those in the show notes. Um, I don't know if you're catching us, but there's like a guy racing a four-wheeler down my street, and it's very oh, loud. So it's, I, uh, someone's, someone might pick it up. I'm hearing it now after you've said yeah. that, but like not, like I wasn't hearing it before. That's what's happening. There's a wow. four-wheeler doing that. Honestly, I, I get it. The dude like next door installed floodlights so he could weld at all hours of the fucking day and night. I'm still, the level of rage I have towards my next door neighbors is <laughs> only because I'm a podcaster. That's the only reason I'm mad at them. Um, <laughs> Oh otherwise God. i otherwise they're lovely people i used to work with a couple of them they're nice but that motherfucker just be welding parts to a car for like hours yep. on end and i'm All like why <laughs> but why like <laughs> bruh it's 10 30 at night what are you doing like anyway um but dear lovely listeners you can find me on the internet um links and show notes and whatever uh for all of my socials as well um I I have not a whole lot to say other than thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for, for you know, tuning into this show whenever I manage to edit and release it. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much. And it has been an absolute joy and an absolute fun journey. I've gotten better at this whole tarot reading thing, and I enjoy doing it greatly. Uh, should you want an individual, like, reading from me, you can contact me on Twitter if you want um i will i will attempt to oblige um anyway uh be well do as much good work as y'all possibly can and uh stay safe out there y'all ooh yeah